This is the Chicago Golf Report podcast, hosted by Walter Liss. Our guest this episode is Vince Pellegrino, Senior Vice President at the Western Golf Association. You had events that uh, announced the people who won the Evans Scholarships, and uh, it seems like this is, it's such a life-changing experience, and I can't even imagine what goes on when you're deciding this, when they announce it, when the when the students find out. It's got to be remarkable. Well, it is, and you know, the 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 kids who go through the final interviews, those are happening, you know, right now. Uh, and they've been happening since, uh, let's see, um, uh, early December, where we award the scholarships to the deserving kids uh, that that have caddied, you know, for the past couple of years, have got great grades and, and um, you know, ha- certainly had the financial need. And, you know, for them to um, interview this month, and then get that thick packet in the mail that says they've received the Evans Scholars Foundation and open that up with their families around the holiday times. Um, it just gives me chills because I went through that with my family. I you know, received the Evans Scholarship to attend Indiana University and to be able to sit there and open up that special gift uh, around this time of year is really amazing. And it's life changing. And this is going to change the trajectory of um, a lot of kids, 350 kids going into next year that are going to receive the scholarship and uh, it's going to change every one of their lives. So it's a, it's a special moment. And uh, you know, we're excited to be able to do that and, you know, hand in hand with, with doing that, we just announced that uh, we raised over $4.6 million for the Evans scholars foundation because of the BMW championship last year. So it's a, it's a wonderful time of the year where we're, we're, we're giving, uh, scholarships out. We're also raising money for the Evans Scholars Foundation and, and, and announcing that from the uh, BMW Championship proceeds last year. If you think about the impact of Chick Evans and what he made as a first as a golfer, staying as an amateur, and then I believe the story was that he won this money as an amateur and he decided let's start a, a scholarship towards us. Is that correct? Is that do you know if that's well, he actually what had- happened? So Chick had some instructional tape. So yeah, the the the, the idea is that he did stay amateur uh, for forego his his professional career to stay amateur. Uh, he had some instructional uh, tapes, and the proceeds from that he set aside in an escrow in order to benefit the the scholarship program that was kind of his dream with him and his mom because he was unable to uh, you know graduate through Northwestern. Uh, had to drop up because of financial need. And so, you know, this was one of his dreams that he would uh, one day be able to um, make these dollars uh, go towards college education for for caddies, um, you know, that that couldn't afford it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's a really an amazing story that's blossomed. And, you know, since 1930, when we sent the first two Evan Scholars to Northwestern University, uh, the program has has really blossomed, and you know we've we've sent almost twelve thousand kids on full tuition housing scholarships to uh, twenty two universities across the country. I think the legacy of what Chick Evans established is almost too difficult to describe. It's it's monumental to think about. Nineteen thirty, people like you and I grew up in the Chicagoland area. That Chick Evans scholarship was always a chance to change your life. And it's still happening now, even years, almost 100 years after he's been gone. 
it's it's remarkable to think that, like you said, even these students now are going through this process. This is life changing potentially for them. I, I, I just can't even imagine how anyone could conceive of Chick, especially that his legacy 100 years later would be this great. Well, it's it, it is pretty remarkable. And to, you know, our, our one of our ambitions for this organization and we've we've really blossomed, I would say, in the past 10 years um, where we reached a milestone in sending a thousand kids to school each and every year. By 2030, our goal is to send 1,500 kids each and every year to, um, uh, you know, to college on full tuition and housing scholarships. So that's quite a milestone. And, you know, each and every year, those numbers continue to rise and continue to rise. And by the time we get to 2030, um, I know that dream will become a reality. And, and, and it has changed so many lives along the way. And our alumni certainly give back, you know, to the program because they understand the, the gift that was given to them. So it's really remarkable, the, the legacy that he left um, and entrusted all, us all within this organization is, uh, is very remarkable. Do you yourself feel any kind of kinship with Chick, knowing that you grew up here, Cicero, you worked at Riverside, you went to Fenwick High School, you go to Indiana University on his scholarship, yep. and then your career, you spent so much time with his organization. There's a, a direct parallel between what he started and what you've continued. There has to be there has to be a real warm spot in your heart for for Chick Evans. Well, I you know I mean it's um, over half my life having some sort of uh, tie to whether it's caddying or professionally or receiving the scholarship. It, it all kind of ties back into the game of golf and uh, caddying as a summer job. And yeah, you know, being in our building and walking in every day and seeing the the statue of Chick as a boy caddying, you know, is always nice to be reminded of where this all started. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I definitely have an affinity, you know, for the program that has given me so much. And obviously it's, it's very rewarding to, to at the end of uh, the tournament season, you know, which, you know, we run six championships, the proceeds benefit the Evans Scholars Foundation to be able to uh, really celebrate this time of year, the proceeds going back, you know, it's, it's fulfilling to me. Um, but, you know, knowing, knowing what um, I've gone through with caddying and then having the scholarship, it's really, it's really rewarding. And I think it's rewarding to the, everybody who works at Western Golf Evans Scholars, and whether you were an Evans Scholar or not, to attend these selection meetings that we talked about um, and to see the, the, the kids who get up there and who are super nervous and, you know, this is their opportunity to change the trajectory of their life and to get that scholarship. Gosh, that's that's amazing. That's it's amazing to be a part of that in some small way. Um, but to have lived that and know what it's meant to my family, it's um, it's it's really it's really rewarding. So in addition to the Evan Scholars Foundation, the events, the events that you're involved with, those two are also life changing. You win one of those events that the WGA conducts it is a a life changer whether it's the women's western amateur the western amateur all the way up to the bmw championship um let's talk about that then with the bmw championship coming back to olympia fields this year in in august in 2023 so much history there especially recent history considering what happened in 2020 with those two remarkable shots is there a, an additional buzz that you guys feel in the building 
knowing you're going back to that place where that's the, even though there was nobody out on the course, it still created this buzz around the world. You know, you, you couldn't have said it better. I mean, it, 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 we are so excited to go back to a facility that we have so much history with and hosting the Western opens there and the BMW championship in 2020. And, you know, really kind of obviously a crazy year um, globally um, that year and, 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 and to have the championship be played at Olympic fields and have the finish that we did with, with Dustin Johnson making the putt that was a near impossible downhill putt on the 18th green to go into a playoff, to have John Rahm follow that up with a 66 footer snake that broke, you know, a couple different ways across the green, have that finish. Um, and just, it, it was really kind of magical to have that ending to what was, you know, truly a bizarre trying time, you know, for everyone uh, to have that little uh, getaway from, from reality and, in and, and, and have it uh, unfold the way it did um, makes it that much more exciting to get back out there. You know um, after that happened, you know, because of the pandemic um you know, we, we had these grand plans to change the golf course as far as the routing is concerned because of hospitality. And after that moment, um, you know, once we knew that we were coming back to Olympia Fields, you know, we, we talked to the membership and to the PGA Tour and, gosh, we, we can't play this golf course any other way. That has to be the 18th green <laughs> because of, of the way that championship finished. So we, you know, um, Playing, we're playing the golf course as it was played in 2020 and are working around that from a corporate hospitality perspective and a logistics perspective. It's going to be very special. And the corporate community has rallied behind it. Uh, you can see the excitement from the golf fans who are currently buying tickets to the championship. Um, you know, we've had a strong start to our ticket sales, uh, you know, that we just launched uh, probably a, a few weeks ago. And uh, I think people are really excited to get out there and see some of that excitement that we witnessed in 2020. It's really a remarkable facility. If you think about the history of Olympia Fields, it's it goes right in perfect lockstep with the Western Golf Association. Um, there was a uh, we wrote an article recently about Olympia Fields, kind of the history a little bit. 1928 U.S. Open with Bobby Jones, Johnny Farrell played in it. And while we were writing the article, we noticed that the USGA has footage of the event in 1928 on YouTube, which is just remarkable. So you're able to see this Olympia Fields at its one of its earliest stages. And like you said, it's it's somewhat similar. You could still see bits and pieces of the current course. It's it's a remarkable history, and it actually probably works. You know, it, it's right in line with the Western Golf Association being around as, as long. So it's probably a great partnership for the two of you. Well, it is. I mean, since 1915, when the the, the, the club was founded, uh, we've had this will be our sixth championship there. And um, starting in 1920 with Jock Hutchinson winning 27 with Hagen, um, McDonald Smith in 33. And then really, you know, uh, took a little bit of a break. And then in the 60s with Jack Nicholas winning in 68. Very cool. Uh, to have that on the Olympia Fields slash Western Open BMW Championship uh, resume, it's really neat. And then they have a champion like John Rahm, who is one of the best players in the game right now. Uh, so much history tradition, not just with the championship, um, but with with the Evan Scholars Foundation. They're one of the preeminent clubs in, in America. And um, to have the support that they give the Evan Scholars Foundation is, is special as well. So, so 
you know, marrying that scholarship with championship and the history we have there, it's going to be a special event for everyone. You mentioned the $4.5 million raised from last year's event, Wilmington Country Club. Is Was there any kind of a downside from the pandemic? Was It, it had to be challenges for you. Would, has that taken a toll as far as the number of amount of money you've been able to raise, scholarships you've been able, able to provide since then? Well, no, actually it hasn't. I mean, obviously the 2020 year without spectators was was a, a hit to the uh, the donations for the Evans Scholars Foundation. But we had a record donation when we when we had the championship at Kays Valley in 21. $5.6 million was raised. Uh, it was a little bit less this past year, but, but really due to um, inflation, supply chain, you know, uh, labor shortages, you know, some of our costs just went up exponentially this past year. Um, it wasn't really due to, to, to anything but uh, economic, you know, issues that, that are challenging everyone uh, globally. But, um, you know, with, with the support we've already received from the corporate community at Olympia Fields and the ticket sales that we're, we're, we're experiencing right now, um, you know, we should have no problem making a sizable donation to the Evans Scholars Foundation moving forward. So you mentioned that the course is going to stay the same. Is there any other changes that you've thought about in terms of how you're going to set up the course or anything like that for 2023? I got to tell you, you know, the the golf course was in impeccable shape for uh, uh, 2020 and it couldn't have played better. Um, it challenged the best players in the world. I believe, you know, John Rahm finished at, it was five, four under, you know, made the, uh, made the playoff. That was a low score. You know, you're used to normally saying PGA tour events where they're 25 to, you know, 28 under. Um, it was an incredible challenge. Yeah. They've, uh, we had, we had you know, the perfect weather uh, to host uh, the golf tournament. You know, we uh, hopefully we get lucky again next year. Um, but, you know, they've, they've made some, the great thing about Olympia Field is that they continue to invest in their golf courses. You know, both the North and South are phenomenal golf courses. Uh, they've made some some tweaks here and there with fairway lines and and um, um, you know bunkering, et cetera. But nothing nothing dramatic or drastic. You know, they're continuing to make all the agronomic improvements that they need to do to to make sure the golf course is in the best condition possible. Uh, you know, come tournament time in August. So in our time remaining, I'd like to touch on the other events that you guys conduct throughout the year. Uh, probably the most prominent one for people in the Chicagoland area is the NV5 Invitational. It's got a different date this year. How is that going to implement or, or, or change your planning uh, as an organization to be at the Glen Club at the end of July versus used to be in, I think, at the end of May? Yeah. So July 24th through the 30th this year. And, you know, that's a great event. It really is. It's a nice community event at the Glen Club. And, um, you know, we, we, we got good crowds last year, uh, but the weather late May, you know, you don't know what you're going to get really here in Chicago. It could be 80, could be 50. <laughs> um, so, you know, and, and, and by the way, that was like Memorial Day weekend. And so that was really tough to get people to come out to the championship. Uh but it's a great family event. You see the rising stars of the PGA Tour. And to have it in late July, uh, you know, obviously it, it condenses our summer schedule, uh, you know, for, for our tournament team. But I think for the golf fans of Chicago to come out to see this championship, it's the tickets are complimentary. Um, 
which is great. We've had some some wonderful uh, sponsors in the past. SurfPro of Glenview was a sponsor of the gate. So they, 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 they bought all the tickets and gave them out free for all the spectators. But, you know, there's plenty of activities for kids and families. And certainly there's, there's hospitality opportunities uh, as well. Uh, but again, you know, to see the best rising stars of the PGA Tour, you know, Scotty Scheffler played in, the, played in our tournament just a couple of, week, couple of years ago. Uh, Will Zalatoris played a couple of years ago. So, I mean, it is the it's the guys who are going to be on the PGA Tour probably next year. And um, you get a chance to see them, you know, prior to that. And, and by the way, see them up close and personal. And so it's a it's a great event. We, we love hosting that championship. And with the support of NV5 and Old National Bank um, uh, as the presenting sponsor, it's it's a wonderful championship. I would encourage everyone to to come out and check that out uh, come late July. I think all of your events are really that connection uh, that we talked about earlier about life-changing, right? So obviously the Evans Scholars, but these events are life-changing. You you mentioned Scotty Scheffler won the event. Cam Young, one of the top 10 players in the world, won the event. Will Zelatoris almost won the event. It's right. it's remarkable how many great players that they're going to be at the PGA Tour within a year or two after playing at the Glen Club. Well, yeah, and then and as you mentioned, you know, we we start on our tournament season in mid June with the Western Junior, and what's really neat about what we do is we get to see the progression of these careers from you know the junior stages to them playing in the Western Amateur, whether it's the Women's Western Amateur or Western Amateur, uh, which is also a Chicago uh, you know event that that rotates the different uh, clubs across the area, North Shore next year, um, and. Then, you know, to the Corn Ferry Tour event at the Glen Club. And it's really neat to see these, you know, and and by the way, you, you see him as a junior or an, as an amateur. And, you know, for instance, a guy like Austin Greaser, who won at the uh, who won at Exmoor this past year from North Carolina, you know, who, who plays from University of North Carolina. He's going to be a star on the PJ Tour. You can see it. I mean, he's going to be a he's going to be a great player on the PJ Tour. And we've seen many of those come across. Uh, the Western Amateur, and then progress into the um, Corn Ferry Tour event, the NV5, uh, up to the BMW Championship. So it's really neat to see the progression of their careers, but it is life-changing. You know, you, you you win one of these events, and it just keeps propelling your career to the next stage. And, and that's what's what's really neat about what we do is we, we really touch uh, these players from the moment they're playing junior golf all the way up to the, to the highest level on the PGA Tour. Yeah, I think another great example of that last year was Michael Thorbjornsson. He finished top 10 on the PGA Tour, then comes to Exmoor to play in your event less than a month later. It's really remarkable. It's like you're saying, these guys have all the tools to play with the best players. They really do. They really do. Yeah, I think it was the Travelers where he he played extremely well and had a lot of TV time um, on the weekend. <laughs> and uh, Thor is a, is, a, is a great young player from Stanford. And he will be on the PGA Tour and and and, and be a phenomenal player. Um, him winning at the uh, Glenview Club just the year before, and um, yeah, again, propelled this career. And that's when they get those exemptions out of the PGA Tour because of what they did at the Western Amateur and their other uh, collegiate victories or or high finishes. And again, that just that propels them to the next level. So let's uh, briefly go over some of the the other events. So you you mentioned the Western Junior. Um, that's going to be at Midlothian this year. If you, uh, I know they've done a lot of work on the course. Are you familiar with any changes or anything that's going to be different this year? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, the, the, again, like I said, that tournament's in in, in mid June, June nineteenth uh, is the start of that week, and 
you know, Midlothian, what a what a phenomenal club that is. Uh, hidden gem, I think, on the south side of Chicago. And, you know, not many people know it hosted a U.S. Open uh, way back in the day. Uh, but it's a great place. They've made a lot of golf course changes. I think the the, uh, the players are really going to enjoy that spot and understand the, the history. Um, and again, another club that supports the Evan Scholars Foundation tremendously. And uh, we're excited about, about going there. Another great uh, venue, North Shore Country Club for the Western Amateur this year. Uh, I would imagine that's got to be almost easy for you to conduct an event like this, considering what they've hosted, what you've done there in the past. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, North Shore is a great club. Uh, the Western Amateur continues to um, have a the deepest field in all of amateur golf and probably the toughest championship to win on the amateur circle, circuit, considering the um, the the format with the four rounds of stroke play to get into the sweet 16 of match play where you play four rounds to win the thing, you know, that's in a matter of, uh, you know, six days. So that is a, um, a great championship North shore, tremendous club has hosted, uh, you know, senior events um, on the PGA tour champions, you know, tour, uh, they've hosted our events previously, the Western amateur. Um, and uh, they, they do a tremendous job again, right in our backyard uh, in Glenview. And uh, they're raising a lot of money for the Evan Scholars Foundation with the Western Amateur as well. And that's really, you know, all these championships have really blossomed into um, not only conducting an incredible experience for the players, but really rallying the membership around what we do as an organization and, and raising funds to uh, to benefit the Evan Scholars Foundation. So it's um, it's it's really a, a nice uh a championship that that raises significant dollars for us as well. So last event I want to touch on is the Women's Western Amateur at White Eagle in Naperville. Uh, what what do you see for that event? I believe it's like around uh, July 22nd, somewhere around there. Yeah, July 17th through 22nd. Um, and that I, I tell you, the, the Women's Western Amateur, that is an incredible uh, field, incredible championship. Um, it's nice if you look at, you know, kind of the, the, the map of uh, Chicago and where we've had our championships next year. You know, we go, we're going south for the junior and west for the women's Western Amateur and north side and, you know, back down, uh, back up to the, the north shore for the Western Amateur and then south for the uh, uh, the BMW championship. We're kind of, you know, we're, we're, we're going all over the place. But this is a nice opportunity for us to be in the western suburbs. Uh, out in Naperville and, and again, host the, the top field in, in women's golf. And uh, uh, it's really, you're going to see the next stars of the LPGA out at, uh, at White, White Eagle this year. So last question for you. This is kind of outside of your uh, purview in terms of Western Golf Association, but just as a golfer and a golf fan, what's your take on how technology has impacted the game? Like people in Chicagoland area We've seen this boom of golf simulators, right? There's 10 different X golfs. There's all kinds of these golf simulators just popping up all over the place. And how do you feel that's going to impact the game of golf when people aren't putting their clubs away anymore for the wintertime now? It's kind of continued. What what do you see the impact of, of this type of change? Well, you know, I, th I think this was one of the, the good things that came out of the pandemic in that, you know, people were looking to get outside and play more golf and become interested in the game. And it's it's a it's a game of, for, for life. And that's what I've I've told my daughters, you know, um, and I've got young daughters who uh, who like the game, who've picked it up. And um, 
you know, I, I've always told them that, you know, you can play this um, when I'm, you know, 80 and you're, you know, however uh, old and you can play with your kids. And, and I think that's the benefit of the game and it's great exercise and you get outdoors. And, you know, obviously the caddying aspect is important for us. Um, you know, there's more opportunities for caddies uh, now that the game has grown. Um, and, you know, having it expand to uh, all winter long, I, I think is a good thing. I think it's a great thing for, for those businesses, uh, for clubs who are looking for other opportunities, you know, in the wintertime uh, to, to keep the memberships around or to keep the public golfer, you know, engaged in the sport and spending money at the clubs and the, the public courses where they have simulators or these these ancillary facilities. I, I think it's really good. It's good for the game. Uh, certainly there's a, there's a, um, um, you know, certainly I think, you know, from a, a technology perspective, um, it's, it's, it's great to, to be able to work on your game all year round. And, you know, some of these simulators is they're, they're spot on with, you know, where you're hitting the ball. I still hit it bad on the simulator as bad as I do on the golf course. But I think overall, uh, you know, the, the thing that did come out of the pandemic is people are more engaged and interested in golf. And that only translates well for us and what we do with the Evans Scholars Foundation, but also the tournament side where, you know, the golf fans who are playing the game, hopefully they come out and they see the next generation of players at all of our championships and, and, and cap it off with seeing the best in the game of the BMW Championship down in Olympia Fields this, uh, this upcoming summer. 